One percenters, welcome back. Coach Tom here at 1424 Training, where the goal is to take 14 minutes, 24 seconds, or 1% of your day to get better. For those who are new to this channel, I'm an educational psychologist who went from writing 30-page IEPs to teaching squats and jump shots. This show is focused on improving our lives using lessons I've learned from clients in the gym and players on the hardwood. It's time to train your brain. In today's podcast, I want to talk about kids living and going through this world without parents. What I think is happening to these kids and what we need to do about it. Kids without parents. I don't mean orphaned kids. I mean kids that might have a mom or dad, single mom, single dad, or just parents that are constantly working that they're just dropping off their kid at camp, class, tutoring, or just leaving them in front of the TV or on their device. These are kids growing up without parents, man. These these kids don't have parental supervision, parental guidance. Parents are tired from work. They drop their kids off, they come home, they make dinner or they buy dinner actually, and then they eat. And they want to spend time with their kids, but the time they want to spend with their kids is only fun time. Let's go do something fun. Let's go do something fun. So when parents and kids spend time together, it's always doing something fun. There is no adversity. There is no drama because the parents just want to be the kids' friends. So parents aren't equipped to deal with the harsh realities that a kid is going through or the defiance they might have or the questions they might ask. So they're just going to have fun with the kid. They're going to postpone that hard conversation, that confrontation. Parents are weak because the kids are running the show. So many times I've seen parents just drop off their kids into a camp. They don't even get out the car and they just let the kid who's maybe like second, third grade, just walk all the way across the campus into the gym and just expect that, you know, camp is going to run fine or the clinic's going to run fine. Like they don't even take the time to get out the parking lot, park the car and let their kid go in and walk their kid go in and, you know, watch them for a little bit, see how the coach is doing, um, see if the coach is even there. So these kids are just being shuttled around and the parents might as well just be an Uber driver because they're just driving them around, dropping them off, dropping them off, dropping them off. And what's happening to the kids is that they're being taught by coaches and sometimes you know the coaches mean their best but the coaches are young they might just be right out of high school or they might not really care about the kids because it's a giant group of 50 and that kid doesn't need get the attention that it needs that kid might be acting out and in a group setting of 50 I might have to throw that kid into the corner and put him there in the corner for five minutes and say think about what you just did and leave them there for five minutes. And then I got to go back to managing the other 49 kids. And then when there's a one to two minute water break, I can stop on my water break, on the kids' water break. I can go over to that problem child and, and have a conversation. But that conversation can only last about 30 seconds before any other kid comes up to me and disrupts what I'm trying to have, what, what kind of conversation I'm trying to have with this kid. And trying to teach him in that moment, in that learning moment, what he did wrong, what he did right, what I would like to see 
and what needs to be corrected, what I would like to see the next time and why he got in trouble or why he's in the corner. So those, those learning opportunities when a kid messes up or they do something really egregious, really bad, you have to stop everything and let them know that that's not okay. That behavior is not okay. And in a group setting, that just doesn't happen all the time. And, and that's why kids just fall through, the crack, fall through the cracks because coaches, one, don't want to stop a big group of 50, of 30, of 20 to work with one kid. And not only that, coaches are going to put that responsibility, that onus back onto the parent. Hey, this kid is acting out of control. You need to get him under control. You're the mom. You're the dad. But what actually is happening is that the coaches are becoming more of a stable parental figure because they're the one disciplining them with the running, with the consequences. And when they get home, the parents are just being their friends. And there's a huge disconnect. So when the kid leaves practice, he feels beat up. He feels bad because the coach was mean on him or the, the coach is tough. And then when they get home, the parents just soothe the child. They just say, hey, it's okay. You know, that coach is mean. Just do your best. You know, just have fun. You can do it. You know, he means the best. And they're just trying to soothe the kid instead of backing up the coach. Like, hey, you know what? You are irresponsible. You haven't cleaned up your room. You haven't washed the dishes. You didn't do your homework like you were going to say. But there's no consequences at home because the parents, they're just trying to be friends. They're just trying to be friends with the kids. Hey, you know what? You just clean your room up this time. I know you didn't clean it all week. But if you clean it right now, let's go watch a movie because I actually want to go watch a movie. And there's this huge, giant problem. So when I'm working with kids individually or in a group, I try to talk to the parents and make sure they're on board because if the parents aren't bought in and the parents are just messing everything you go, everything you train for as a coach, discipline and all that, when they go home, the kids have no discipline. The kids know when to turn it on and when to turn it off. They know who's the easier parent, the mom or the dad. They know who to ask. Even coaches and assistant coaches kids know which coach is easier which coach will let them get away with what which coach will won't let won't let them get away with what and so it's becoming this real big problem if the kids go home and the parents aren't there because they're working or they're busy or whatever it may be the kids are just going to turn on their phone and the kids are going to turn on their phone and they're going to go on facebook instagram snapchat all these things And they're going to see what other fun things their friends are doing. And as adults, we know social media is not real life. It's just highlights. It's the ESPN highlights. It's the Bleacher Report highlights. It's just highlights or the best snapshot, the best moment of every person's life. No one's showing their crummy conversation they had to have with their kid they're they're not showing the part where they had to chew out the kid the kid was on the floor crying or the miserable practice that we had to run because no one was on time no one was alert no one was ready to go and so they just had to run all practice long no one's going to show that because you want to show the stuff where your kid is actually getting it or you know you've been working on a move for five weeks and then all of a sudden he gets it you're going to show that moment when he gets it, but you're not going to show the five weeks of pain 
of teaching, of patience, of teaching this kid how to do a particular move or when they finally understand it. We're only showing the outcome, the end, but not the whole process. And the process is what most people are missing. Most people think that it's easy to come and grab a skill. Basketball, it's a skill, right? We, it takes time to develop that skill. It, never, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in one practice, one hour, one month, one year. It doesn't happen that fast. And so when kids just tap into their phone and then they look at one person doing a cool move and then they scroll down and they see another person doing a move and then they scroll down and another person doing a move. They're going through all their hundred friends, but all their hundred friends, thousands of friends are at different points in their life, different points in their process. But all they see is outcome, good outcome, good outcome, good outcome, good outcome, good outcome. And it's only human to compare. Wow, these guys are so good and I suck. Wow, he's good and I suck. Wow, he's good and I suck. How come I can't do this? How come they can do it? How come I can't do it? And so when they're continually comparing against social media, against their friends, against strangers, inevitably, they're going to get depressed. They're going to get anxious. So when it comes back to practice and we introduce a new move, a new series, and they don't get it on the first time, or they're like, oh, this is, this is a cool move. I've seen my friend do this. And they try to do it on their own, or they try to do it for the first time, first few times, and they can't get it, they get anxious, they get frustrated, they get depressed. And it all happens in a matter of minutes. Minutes these kids are going through because mentally they know so much, they've seen so much. But when they actually go to do, when they actually go to experience, when they go through that process, they break down so quick because in their head they go back and wow, all my friends have done this move before how come i can't do it it's already run through their head thousands and thousands of times they've compared themselves thousands and thousands of times and it's a huge problem this huge problem of anxious and depressed kids and and it's getting worse it's only getting worse so, so what do we need to do about it? What do we need to do about it? We need to learn how to connect in real life. Like when you see a stranger, maybe actually say hi and actually say, how are you? And actually mean it. Like, what do you do for a living? Wow. Get to know somebody. Get to know a, get to know a kid outside of basketball practice, outside of life. Do you have siblings? Do you have, you know, what's your favorite TV show? <clears throat> When's your birthday? What's your favorite food? All these kind of things, they have to come up because you have to connect to your players. You have to connect to your kids as parents, as coaches, as teachers. You have to connect on a deeper level. If you remain on that social media, on that surface level, these kids will never develop any real connection. All their connections are going to be so loose, so general, that when they are hit with the real world, when people go about their own ways and people have to choose hard decisions in life there's no one for them to reach out to no one for them to grab on to hold and help and have someone guide them through that process the process is hard it's tough it's long it's grueling but if we don't go through that process we're never going to get to the end we're never going to get to that outcome that we wanted and if we never get to that outcome we wanted 
we're going to continually compare and compare and compare. And when we compare to somebody who's at a different stage in their life, a different process part in their life, at a different level in their life, we can't help but to feel self-conscious, to beat ourselves up, to be depressed, to lock away, to be anxious, to seclude. As more and more technology pervades our whole life, as the technology gets deeper and deeper and deeper into our life, we have to create deeper and deeper and deeper connections with our friends, with our families, with our kids. Because if we don't connect on a real level, everybody is falling into this trap. And when you fall into that trap and when you're depressed, there's only one way out, man, and it's and that's suicide. And that's a scary thing. And that's a very prevalent thing happening people are going out they're getting mad and they're shooting and killing people and then they're killing themselves either killing themselves or death by cop so this kind of heavy subject today and it's what i've been noticing a lot more as as the new crop of kids come up and I'm noticing that kids aren't progressing and they're not advancing as at the rate that I would like. And I'm wondering why. And when I talk to the parents, it's on the parents. And when then and then when I talk to the kids, it's also on the kids. And then when I look at myself, it's also on myself. So at every level, the parents, the kids, and the coaches, we have to take better ownership. We can't pass the buck we can't pass the responsibility to the parent or to the kid or back to the coach because if we keep passing the responsibility back and forth back and forth ultimately no one is taking responsibility and in the end the only person that gets hurt is the kid and if we're in this to help the kid or if we're truly in this to help the player help the future we got to worry about the future and if we're worrying about the future, we got to take care of the right now, the present right now, that hard conversation. You need to have it right now. You need to stop it right now. You need to get them on track right now. So if you're struggling, if you're a kid, you need to take responsibility for yourself. If you're an adult, you need to take responsibility for yourself. If you're a coach, you need to take responsibility for yourself. If you're in a position of power, a parent or a coach, you need to re- take responsibility for that kid and get them on the right track. Get them on the right track because once they're on the right track, then you know they're headed in the right direction. But if no one puts them on the right track, they're just going to drift. They're just going to drift aimlessly until they fall into this depressive hole. One percenters. Thanks again for listening and getting a little bit better with me today. I hope you got something useful out of it. You can leave me a message on Instagram at Coach T Lamb. Let me know if you liked or didn't like this show. You can leave comments or suggestions there. I'm improving a little bit each time, so any feedback would be good and I'm open to hearing it. Thanks again and I'll talk with you guys next week.